0: Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. Tonight on Closer Look, let's talk about Community Blood Center of the Ozarks and the need for blood donations. Joining us is Anthony Roberts, the executive director with Community Blood Center of the Ozarks, he joins us tonight on closer look thanks for being on the program
1: well we appreciate you having us joel
0: glad to have you on the program well let's talk about community blood center of the ozarks kind of the area you serve the the history and the mission of the the blood center
1: well you know we provide we're the sole provider of blood in over 40 counties in southwest missouri and northwest arkansas so our territory extends as far north in Missouri as Nevada, Rolla, up in that vicinity, and then all the way down into Arkansas, uh, Bentonville, Salem Springs, Harrison, um, all the, uh, the big area in northwest Arkansas. And then we go as far west as Joplin in Missouri and then a couple of counties in southeastern kansas and then we extend all the way east into missouri all the way over to west Plains. so it's a it's a huge territory that we provide we provide blood and blood products for over 44 hospitals i believe it is in that 44 45 range in our territory
0: how did the uh, blood center get started
1: we started in 1995 our original executive director who i replaced don thompson a group of employees that uh, used to work for the Red Cross. Back in the mid-90s, the Red Cross was having some issues locally and across the nation, and Don went to the CEOs of 13 hospitals in our area and said, we can do this better. We can collect blood in our community and it will stay in our community. Prior to that, uh, the Red Cross is a national organization, obviously, and blood that was collected here was leaving our area. They had a very successful chapter here, collected and provided uh, blood for all the hospitals. But Don felt like it was important for us to serve our community and make sure that blood that our local, uh, you know, fellow Ozarkians and Northwest Arkansas folks, we needed to keep it here to provide for the needs locally. So, in 1995, 100 employees left the American Red Cross, and they started the community blood center in the Ozarks, that was in June of 1995. They partnered with the community blood center of Kansas City to help them get off the ground. They utilized their FDA license, and uh, by September of 1995, they collected their first unit of blood, which is amazing. In a three-month period, they were able to start a blood center, hire, find the property, partner with the hospitals and collect that first unit of blood, I believe the day was September the 18th of 1995. So an amazing story, Uh, one of the only ones that I'm aware of in the United States that that has happened. And we have thrived since then. As I said, we are the sole provider of blood in Uh, to our hospital partners in Southwest Missouri and Northwest Arkansas. So we are very proud of that fact.
0: Well, let's talk about the need and how has the need, or I guess the supply or demand changed due to the COVID-19 pandemic?
1: Like everything else with COVID, it has been very much a roller coaster. Uh, We started in March with a ample supply of blood and blood products on our shelves. We were doing really good coming out of a relatively mild winter. And then when COVID hit, Uh, Everything shut down. We had numerous cancellations. To date, we've had almost 450 blood drives canceled since uh, the middle of March to the tune of over 14,000 donations. So it has hit us very hard. We have definitely relied on our community to help get blood on our shelves, uh, initially the hospitals reduced their usage because they were focused on uh, getting patients in beds for the COVID patients. So elective surgeries were canceled to some extent. Those have come back, and the last three months we've probably had the highest level of transfusions to our local hospitals and we've had over the last three years on average. So we have had to regroup, and really changed the way we do things. We go to a lot of schools, we go to a lot of businesses, and unfortunately, they've had to cancel. So we've really relied on community-based blood drives. We have really tried to focus on getting our churches and businesses rallied to host blood drives in the community. We've done numerous blood drives in uh, Joplin and the Bentonville area. I know those are your... Uh, station areas and the community has been amazing we have not had to import any blood we've been able to provide it uh, locally which is amazing our staff have done an amazing job and one of our taglines that we use quite often is local donors local patients and that's really what we're all about we want to make sure that our local uh, donors are partnering with us to make sure we're providing local blood products for our fellow community members that are in, in our local hospitals.
0: We're talking about Community Blood Center of the Ozarks with the Executive Director, Anthony Roberts. This is Closer Look on Positive Encouraging K-Love. I'm Joel Reagan. What should folks know about giving blood in the COVID-19 era? You know, kind of give us an idea of the, the changes to protocol and the ways that you guys are helping to make them safe.
1: You know, right off the bat, one of the things that we instituted—we're all—we're ready, very focused on safety and cleanliness. Obviously, we have FDA inspectors come in to make doing things right. But obviously, right off the bat, we increased our cleanliness level. Obviously, all of our donors and all of our staff members are required to wear masks when they donate. Uh, that's very important We're, you know, we want to make sure that our staff members and our donors are safe. That is first and foremost in our mind. Uh, we have social distance, our beds, obviously, uh, with the six foot away mandate, uh, we don't have six foot long needles. So obviously, we do have to get close to the donors to enable us to, to do the collection. But our staff are highly trained and we want to make sure it's a very uh, good experience for our donors when, when they come in because we need them to come back that is one of the things that we we really want to focus on always because our donors on average we only get to see them about 1.6 times a year people can donate up to six times per year So we want that experience to be a good experience so our donors come back because we need those repeat donors because it helps us to ensure that we have the blood on our shelves when we need it. We typically transfuse between 180 and 200 units a day in our local hospitals. So in order to meet those hospital needs, we need to collect even more than that because we do have expirations, we do have issues where donors are deferred they can't donate for medical reasons or they're sick or they've traveled somewhere. so we do have a small amount of loss. We need to get that 200 to 220 donations every day and it has it has been a struggle during the pandemic.
0: As you talked about earlier, the demand has continued to, to rise once elective surgeries and stuff were reinstituted and it's um, I'm sure it's not like other blood banks you know have a surplus everybody's kind of in the same boat here
1: absolutely every day we get notifications from all over the united states for other blood centers just like us that are looking to import blood fortunately like i said we've been our community has come out there have been days where we've our supply has been significantly lower than we would feel comfortable for it to be but when we send out an appeal our uh, community is amazing they always come out and come forward and help us meet those needs. So it it is truly, I keep saying it's a partnership. It truly is. It's a partnership with our donors. It's a partnership with our hospitals. And, you know, we we take that very seriously. We, We are, you know, our responsibility is to ensure that there is a safe product on the shelves when people in our community need it.
0: Well, let's talk about the process. So someone decides, hey, I want to help out in some way I can help out. I mean, I, and I'm sure you have uh, donor centers, and of course, in the past, you've had mobile type blood drive settings. So is that the way folks give blood? What's kind of their first step if they want to give blood?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We we are still doing uh, mobile operations. Like I said, we, we had to cancel over 400, but they are slowly coming back. Obviously, now with the uh, number of cases increasing, we are having some cancellations, some last-minute cancellations, which is very hard for us to deal with, but the process is really easy. You can uh, go online to make an appointment at cbco.org. That's an easy way to do it. You can call us at our number here, our main centers in Springfield. So it's a 417-227-5000 number, and we can direct you to our schedulers. You scheduled if you don't want to go online But the process takes about 30 to 45 minutes from the time you hit the door until you leave. So you come in, we get you registered, you answer our donor history questionnaire. It's about 50, 55 questions uh, that the FDA mandates us to ask to make sure that you're healthy, that there's not something in your health history that would preclude you from being able to donate. We want to make sure the blood is safe, and we also want to make sure our donors are safe. We don't want them to be donating if they have a medical condition that's going to cause them problems after they donate. So after we get you through health history and verify that you're eligible to donate, then we get you on the donor bed. Generally, it takes about 10 to 12 minutes from start to finish to collect the blood, and then we want our donors to stay a minimum of 15 minutes in our Canteen or our donor cafe, get a snack, get a drink. We want to make sure that you don't rush out and then have a reaction before you, you know, before you're ready to go. So, like I said, generally it's about a 30 to 45 minute process, and our staff are highly trained. They're very uh, great at what they do, so uh, we really try to make it an enjoyable experience and kind of get to know you and hopefully get you to come back and schedule an appointment before you leave so we can see you back in here in 56 days
0: talking about community blood center of the ozarks with the executive director anthony roberts he's our guest on closer look tonight i'm joel reagan what would you say to folks who maybe think well i'm not sure if i can give or not i've been told in the past that i can't give because of a b or c should they just call you guys and 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 you would kind of give them those answers
1: Yeah, and and one thing that does happen, the FDA regulations change from time to time. In April, they made a big change. A lot of individuals who had previously been deferred because they were in the military in Europe in the 80s, some of those restrictions have come off. A lot of our deferrals were a 12-month deferral and the FDA has dropped them down to three-month deferral. So, for instance, if you had traveled to a malaria risk area in the past, if you've been on a cruise or gone somewhere overseas that was a malaria risk area, previously, uh, if you were there, you couldn't donate for 12 months from the time you got back. The FDA has reduced that because the FDA realizes we are struggling to get people to come in and donate. So anything that they can do to help us to increase our donor base you know is going to be good for the United States because we you know it's imperative that we have an ample blood supply on the shelves when you know emergencies happen, when hurricanes hit, any of those kind of stuff that you see in the media, when there's a great appeal for us to have people come out and give blood. we the blood needs to be on the shelf when the emergency happens. Uh, it's great when people come out and donate after it happens, but ultimately, it takes us about two to three days from the, the day that the unit is collected to get it on the shelf because we have to do mandated testing. We have to process it. So when that hurricane or that tornado or there's a need for blood, it's the blood that's on the shelves when that emergency happens is what's saving lives. So that's why we really want people to make it an appointment, you know, schedule it on your phone. It's really easy nowadays to make an appointment on your phone and when you donate, Edit that uh, calendar event in your phone and move it 56 days forward so that it's on there the next time you're eligible to donate.
0: Is that what's made this a little bit different than when you talk about a hurricane or a tornado, which hits a specific area and there's a need and the community rises to meet the need, that this is a obviously a worldwide pandemic and obviously the end date is to be determined?
1: Absolutely. You know, we we don't know what we're in for. When we come into work, you know, yesterday... We had a, a blood drive that was canceled for tomorrow because they had a COVID outbreak. And it was a 20 unit blood drive. And for us to identify some place to go to replace a 20 unit blood drive in 24 hours is virtually impossible. So it is truly, I, I mentioned it before, it has been a roller coaster. We have, our, our blood supplies looked great on a Monday, and by Friday, uh, we're kind of sitting there looking to see what we can do to get people in. We we do a lot of events. We have a lot of giveaways. We are always giving away crazy, cool T-shirts. The holiday months are really a tough time for us. Uh, people are busy. People are shopping. People are getting out, of course, with COVID. Might not be as much of that, but uh, we typically get into bad weather. Uh, blood drives are canceled because of ice and snow and school and people don't want to get out. So we're really hoping this is pardon the pun, but a kickstart to amplify our blood supply in the months of December and January. We're really excited about it. It's the first time, like I said, we've ever done it. So uh, we're going to be getting the media blitz out here. We're always on the lookout for new donors, people that have, you know, typically we see people will donate, uh, in high school and college. And then as they get out of college, you know, they're they're building their family, they're building their career. Uh, they kind of drop out of sight sometimes in their mid-20s mid, mid uh, 20s to mid-30s. And then we pick them back up as, you know, their, their life gets established. So we are constantly looking for new donors to come and make donating a habit. I've been a blood donor since I was eligible. I donated for the first time when I was in college, or in high school, I mean, and I think I've donated over 25 gallons. So it's, uh, people say, you know, the question is always asked, why don't you donate? And most, the the general answer is no one asked me to. So uh, we are constantly asking people to donate uh, to come out and help. And and it's a great way to to help your community. It's, uh, you know, you're saving people's lives when you're donating. It is truly, you know, one of the few things that you can do personally that you know that you're, you're helping someone in your community. We, we started a thing about a year ago, it's called thank the donor. And it's a really impressive program that we partnered with another blood center in Oklahoma, Oklahoma blood Institute. And, uh, when we send a unit of blood out, there's a tag, there's a thank the donor tag on it. And what that enables the recipient to do, it's, uh, totally HIPAA cool. No, you know, the donor doesn't know who the patient is. Patient doesn't donor is, but, uh, the patient can go on and send a note that is sent through our server. And it actually goes to the person that donated that unit of blood to them. And they can say, thank you for what you've done. Uh, it's, it's really an amazing program. It really kind of helps tie that loop because, you know, when you donated a unit of blood, you don't know where it goes. You're, you think it might be helping somebody, but to get that note back from the recipient of that unit of blood, I received one. I'm a, I'm a platelet donor and I received one and it just, it's, it's amazing how it makes you feel. It, uh, you know, I know about it because I, you know, I've done it for my entire life, but there are very few things in this life that you can do to really make an impact on your community and it's a selfless thing to do you know you don't know who it's going to but you know it's going somewhere and it's just uh, every time I donate I really feel good after I've done it and I'm actually eligible to donate so I'm gonna try to get in either today or tomorrow uh go down the hall and and make a donation. So
0: Are you also looking for folks, maybe organizations uh to uh host blood drives in, in their community as well, maybe in areas that have lots of space as well?
1: Absolutely. We are constantly, especially in, in during the pandemic, our our goal is to, you know, uh bang for our buck. If if we can go to a community uh that has, you know, a gymnasium or a FEMA center, Or churches, we have our churches in our area have been just amazing to open their doors to us during the pandemic. They have, uh, they have quite honestly been a godsend to us all over Southwest Missouri and Northwest Arkansas. I don't know what we would have done without our churches. They have First Baptist Church in Rolla, and there's so I can't even there's so many I can't even name them. But it's been amazing what they've. And, and and the neat thing about that is is it, it was kind of a win-win because a lot of the churches during COVID weren't able to have in-person services. So we come in and have a blood drives and it enables members of the congregation to come in and actually see each other and visit while also donating blood to help their community. So I, I can't tell you how much it has meant to us to be able to to partner with churches and we're uh, we are certainly uh, hoping to keep that moving forward because you know congregations in the area you know it, it opens doors to us that we normally wouldn't have you know we we've got one scheduled coming up there's a congregation here close by has 800 members and we're they already have about 100 people signed up to donate and the guys blood drives just don't fall out of the sky for us on a routine basis. So we have, uh, we have definitely made a lot of friends and, and, uh, it's just been wonderful. And like I said, I, we, we feel like it's been a win-win because, many of these people congregations have not been able to meet in person so it enables them to get together and see each other and help us uh, put a blood drive together so it's it's been a good thing for us
0: folks can find out more cbco.org cbco.org is the website kind of a good first stop for folks if they want to uh, help out and give blood or if they want to inquire about hosting a blood drive that type of thing it's kind of the good one-stop shop for folks right
1: absolutely and the other thing that uh, you will find on our website, I haven't mentioned it yet, but one of the new things that we're doing through the pandemic, I'm sure people have heard about it in the news, it's the uh, COVID convalescent plasma, the CCP that we're collecting, a new product that we're doing, and it is going to save lives immediately in our community. As I said, and everybody knows, with the numbers going up in all of our communities, uh, that is a desperate need for us, so I would I would absolutely make the plea for that as well. If, if you have uh, tested positive for COVID either you know, through the nasal swab and have recovered and are 14 days symptom-free, if you would also call us at our center, the 417-227-5000 number we would uh, absolutely love for you to come in and donate your plasma. It's a little bit different process. It takes a little bit longer, but most individuals can donate either two to four units of plasma, and literally that plasma is going out to our hospitals within two to three days. We are are desperately in need of convalescent plasma donors. So if people fit into that category, uh, we desperately need to hear from you as well. Feel like we're you know beggars on the street, but uh, you know you you can't manufacture any of these products. It has to be people that come in and donate, and uh, those products are only able we're only able to collect those at our two donor centers, uh, one in Springfield, Missouri, and one in uh, Springdale, Arkansas. We don't have the ability to do those on our mobile uh, blood drives, but uh, we have plenty of appointments available, and if that it's a population out there we desperately need to hear from you as well
0: 417-227-5000 or cbco.org the website anthony roberts the executive director of community blood center of the ozarks really appreciate your time tonight telling us more about the need and how folks can help appreciate your time
1: yeah as i said we uh certainly appreciate you reaching out and uh thank you so much for what you do for your community as well
0: Thank you, appreciate it. You can find out more about Closer Look on KLove or you can send us feedback. Our email address is closerlookatklove.com. That's closerlook at k l o v For Closer Look, I'm Joel Reagan. This has been KLove Closer Look. Find us online at klove.com.